In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes to us and gives us His love, even though we maybe don't deserve it. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, I went to school for a, a while, and uh, probably much like some of you, and I remember it, this seemed to happen especially more in, in grade school than, um, than, than any other time, uh, that there were about three different ways that you could get your paper graded. If you were, you know, if you took a pop quiz or you did like a workbook assignment or whatever, there were three different ways. And they were uh, good, bad, and worst. The, 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 actually, the, the good one was when you just turned in your paper, like you handed it up the row, and then you didn't see it for a couple of days maybe, and then it was passed back to you, and it was absolutely quiet, and nobody had to see what was on your paper, especially if you felt like you did really bad. You could just take that paper and kind of fold it up really quick and stuff it under your desk. And then there was another one that was, well, this, this one was laden with temptation because this one was when the teacher was up there and, and the teacher said, well, you can grade your own paper. And so you were stuck there now with this vexing moral problem of, I know that I didn't do that good. Can I definitely take my eraser and change some of these answers when the teacher is not looking? But the worst was when the teacher got up in front of the class after you had taken your pop quiz and said, exchange your papers with somebody near you. Because then you had to take your paper, which you knew was no good, and you had to give it to somebody else. And if it was your friend, well, that was bad enough, and and, uh, that that was kind of okay, but then your friend would kind of give you trouble about it for the rest of the week and be like, ha, 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 you didn't know what, you know, two times three was. Um, Or you would have to do the worst among all things which was to take your paper and to hand it to your mortal enemy in your class. And they would take a look at your paper, and as the teacher was reading off the correct, uh, cor- correct answer, and they would, you know, circle it in big red ink and laugh the whole while and say, Oh, you Jay Winters, you're such a dummy. <laughs> at least that's what it felt like inside. Well, I always had a problem with that exchanging paper thing. I, I, I never thought that it was very much fun, as you can tell. And it seems like Paul didn't really like that either. And since Paul didn't like it, and we recognize that Paul is speaking in the Holy Spirit, that's why this book of Galatians is, is in the, the Bible, that Jesus doesn't like it much either, that the Holy Spirit doesn't like it, that God doesn't like it. God doesn't like exchanging papers. So all of you out there who are education majors, remember this. God does not like exchanging papers. Of course, you're probably wondering where I'm getting off on this. And the, the place that I'm getting off on this is actually not in our reading for today. <laughs> yeah, it's great, isn't it? I'm cheating. Um, 
And, and, and I have to explain how I'm cheating. So if you take a look at your bulletin, you see that we've skipped over about four verses in uh, the sixth chapter of Galatians. Now, um, we use this thing called the lectionary here. The lectionary is a, a series of readings that are sort of mandated for us. It, it helps keep things kind of up in the air, and, and it sort of helps us to um, have readings that are differentiated, so I'm not always preaching on the same thing. and and stuff like that. And the lectionary has been around for a long time and people have made decisions about what to include in this lectionary and and what not to include. And sometimes they do things like this where they'll skip over stuff. And the whole reason that they skip over stuff is that they think that you can get the basic gist of what's going on in that reading from uh, just what they've given you and so that you don't need these four verses. But I disagree on this one. On this one, I think that we actually need those four verses in order to understand the rest of what Paul has to tell us. And so, what Paul has to tell us there is it comes here right after, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And then Paul goes into a four-verse kind of thing that you don't have. So listen up carefully. Paul says, See what large letters I use to write you with my own hand. That's not really important, but it does kind of make this sort of idea that Paul may have been dealing with troubled eyesight. Um, Here's where it's important for the sermon. Those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. Now, the whole reason that Paul is writing this letter to the Galatians in the first place is this. What has happened is that Paul has come to Galatians, and Paul has told those Galatians, this is what the gospel is. And then Paul goes someplace else. He he goes to the next town, and he tells them what the gospel is. But in the meantime, there's been these other people that have come in and said, well, Paul got you started off on the right foot, but in order to really make this thing complete, you should become Jewish. Which means no pork, and oh yeah, by the way guys, that means circumcision for you. And Paul is saying, no, 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 you don't need to become Jewish in order to become Christian. It's all about Jesus, it's not about circumcision. And so, Paul is saying here, don't worry about the circumcision thing. And that is a big point in here. So he says, those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. So he's saying, those who want you to be circumcised are trying to make a name for themselves. Those who want to you to be circumcised are trying to be able to point to you and to say, well, I, I got that guy circumcised. Which... Let's be honest. Guys, that's quite the achievement. And they're trying and what Paul is saying is they're trying to boast on you. They're trying to brag on how much they've done in order to be able to get you to do that. And and we've sort of, you know, we've maybe run into those people in our own lives, those people that have tried to get us to do something good against our will. Aren't they frustrating? 
Those people that are like, well, you know, you should really be doing this and not be doing that because, well, you're a Christian. And so what they're wanting to see in your life is to be able to, you know, six months down the road to be able to say, well, look at how much nicer this person is. Um, that, that's my work. Yeah. Used to be a real slob. Now, looking pretty good. And so Paul goes on. The only reason they do this is to be to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised obey the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your flesh. And those four verses help you to understand everything else that Paul is saying here. Those four verses help you to understand that when Paul is saying all of this stuff about what we should be doing as Christians together, that it's not about getting roped into something. And that's why Paul is so vehement at the end of that saying that I don't want to boast about any of this. I don't want to boast in how good you are. What I want to boast in is that you've been saved by Christ, and that I've been saved by Christ. And that if your behavior changes, then that's great. But it's not about you changing your behavior. It's about you realizing that Jesus Christ has died for you, and given you His righteousness to live in. When I was in 7th grade, uh, there, there was sort of a funny story. And we had to exchange our papers on that day. And um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't me, it was somebody else in my class. And they actually uh, got razzed for this for I don't know how long. Um, it, it was really embarrassing for them. But it makes for an excellent story and, and an excellent way of explaining what Jesus has done for us. And uh, what happened was there was this guy in the class who, um, uh, he was a pretty smart guy. Um, He kind of knew all of the stuff that you needed to know in this this quiz. And there was this girl who uh, struggled. Um, And uh, the guy liked the girl. And so uh, when it came to exchanging papers, these two exchanged their papers. And when they exchanged papers, he went through and he marked the wrong ones. And she didn't get to mark anything because it was, like, perfect. And he turned to her and said, Put my name on your paper. I'll put my name on your paper, you put your name on my paper, and we'll switch. I'll take your grade, and and you take mine. And that's exactly what Jesus does for us. And it's not so that we can boast in, in how great of a paper we've got. It's not so that we can boast in, well, you know, I, I'm such a great Christian. The only thing that we can boast in is that we have somebody who loved us enough to give us a perfect paper.
We have a God who loved us enough that he gave us his perfect son. We have a Holy Spirit who loved us enough that he said, you take what is ours. And we'll take the marks against you. And we'll put them to death on that cross. And that puts everything else that Paul has to say into its proper place. So that when Paul is saying, Brothers, if someone has caught you in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. Because that's what happened to you. Because you get caught in sin. And Jesus came in and he restored you gently. And when he says, carry each other's burdens in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. It's not just so that you can be some goody two-shoes. It's because that's what Jesus did for you. He carried your burdens all the way to the cross. And so when Paul finishes up, he says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What's, what counts is a new creation. Peace and mercy to all you who follow this rule, even to the Israel of God. Finally, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. You bear his marks which are your marks. The marks on your paper of righteousness that have red ink bled all the way through them are on his body on that cross bled all the way through his skin so that we might realize that he loves us enough to give us himself as a perfect gift. Amen.